0: Welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard Podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, head to our website, birminghamvineyard.com. We're starting a new theme, Gifts of Christmas. So let's do a bit of elementary revision. Who was there around the crib? Hmm? The donkey. The donkey. Yeah, there's a donkey. Well, there probably was, yes. Yes. Anybody, Anybody else? Mary and Joseph, yes, they were quite important, yes. Um, They had something to do with it. Well, at least Mary did. Um, hmm? Shepherds. Anybody else? Angels. Wise men. Ah, were the wise men round the crib? Well, probably not, because um, actually what it tells us in the Bible, when the wise men finally found where Jesus was, they went into the house not the stable, uh, they went into the house and if you look at what how Herod responded to the wise men, probably Jesus by that time was about two years old. So he was a toddler um, and they found him. Now how many wise men were there? Yeah three or we don't know. well, yeah, traditionally it's been three uh, but we really don't know but anyway if you look at this, I, I discovered this um, this lovely church, window in a little village called Wick-Rissington near Borton on the water a, a church where um, actually the composer Gustav Holst was organist for a short time. And what I liked about this is at the bottom, often you see these church windows and it says in memory of Bill Smith who died in 1827 or whatever, but it says all kings shall fall before him, fall down before him. I thought that was really lovely. So the, the, the magi coming is is a sort of symbol of the kings falling down before Jesus, which is going to happen one glorious day that we will be witnessing, and it's quite interesting, isn't it? You'll see that one of those kings is is black, uh, which is a tradition that one of the uh, one of them was. It's only a tradition. Uh, what's quite interesting is the other two are, are quite white, and if you uh, they're from Persia, which is to the east of of uh, of Israel, and if you know anybody Iranians. We've got a few in our church. You'll know that they don't have the same colour skin as me, and certainly not the same came the same colour skin as those guys there. But we we like to make people in our own image, don't we? You know, Jesus is often kind of white uh, with with his black hair. Um, he wasn't. <laughs> so anyway, but I like I like that picture very much. But there weren't probably just three wise men. I mean, if you're carrying expensive treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, You're not going to just be three of you going across the desert. You're going to have an entourage. So probably 30 or 40 people, I would think, uh, turned up in Jerusalem, which is why Jerusalem got a bit... um, It said all Jerusalem was troubled along with Herod. So, and the gifts that they brought, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And today, next please, we're going to look at frankincense. Anybody, any ideas what frankincense is? Hmm? A tree... Yes, well done, Mike. It's the sap or resin from a tree. And you can get it in um, crystal form or you can get it in liquid form. And it's quite expensive. I looked up on uh, good old Google and it works out at about 800 pound a kilo. That, yeah. So why would these guys bring such an expensive gift for a toddler? I wonder. Um, well... These gifts were symbolic. You'll find out about the gold and the myrrh later on. But the frankincense, who used frankincense? Mm. Mm, priests, yeah, yeah. In fact, um, in my misspent youth, I was what they called a boat boy. Anybody idea what a boat boy does? Ah, well, there we are. So I was in an Anglican church, quite a high Anglican church, and we had a guy who was called the Thurifer? Ah, there's another name that you perhaps see. so we were learning. We learn some Scottish names. We're learning some some Scottish words. We're learning some Anglican words now. So the Thurifer carried the Thurible, which is a um, a chain uh, on a chain, and it's got a kind of uh, basin in the bottom with incense in, and you swing this thing, and the incense comes out. I was the boat boy. I carried the boat of incense. So when the uh, incense was running out, it was my job to get a little spoon and put it on top of the, uh, the thurible flair, uh, charcoal and the incense uh, goes up like prayers to heaven. Um, I really enjoyed that job because it meant I could sit in the vestry while the sermon was on and I didn't have to listen to the sermon. Uh my, my um, crowning glory was that I actually, during one sermon, I was playing around with the Thurible with the and set it on fire. <laughs> um, uh, that was, uh, yes. They were very gracious to me, I think. So Jesus, the, frankincense was used by priests, and Jesus was going to become a priest. Now, we have priests nowadays in some churches but he wasn't going to be that sort of priest. He was going to be more like these priests. Um, although actually, when I look at them, well, we, we went to a once we went to a, a Coptic Orthodox wedding, and actually the priests looked rather like those people there, especially with the big long beards. But they were the priests of the temple under the old covenant, the temple that was destroyed by the Emperor Titus in AD 70. And priests under that old covenant that Jesus was born into had two functions, next. They offered sacrifices to cleanse people from their sins and they acted as the link between God and the people. So first of all, they offered sacrifices because we have an essential human problem. God is totally holy and we are not. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, we can't even live up to our own standards, can we, most of the time? So, how are we going to get together with a holy God? Well, the way God chose was that sacrifices would be something or somebody would be something would be sacrificed to atone for the wrong things that we'd done. Jesus came as a priest and he offered a sacrifice, but no, he didn't offer animals like they did under the old covenant. Like they do in some religions even today. Jesus offered himself. Next. The Bible says, By the will of God, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Jesus didn't just come to show us how to live or to set a good example, although he did. He came to die. We because of the wrong that we've done, deserve to die. Jesus, on that cross, took our place. And he didn't just take our place to eliminate punishment from us. He actually died so that we have been made holy. Holy doesn't mean good. It means set apart. We're set apart for God. God says, yes, I've reserved you for myself. um next slide so because of that we're told therefore let's draw near to god with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience because jesus has died for us we can draw near to god we can have our conscience cleansed we can have our hearts sprinkled we can be made clean by the holy spirit That's a wonderful offer, isn't it? I think that's a pretty good offer. And that brings up to the second uh, function of a priest next, that they acted as the link between God and the people. Priests brought, went into the holy place in the temple where the people couldn't go and acted on behalf of the people. And Jesus is our priest because, oh, just back a bit. Because through Christ we have access to the Father by one Spirit. It's like this access. Now, I used to work in the European Commission and I used to have a badge like this. This is actually my pensioner's badge. Um, it gets me into some of the buildings, but not the others. But I had a badge like this. And when I went into my office in the morning, uh, in order to gain access to the office, I had to show my badge. Uh, Now, sometimes I forgot my badge because it was in another coat or I'd just forgotten to put it. And then I got to the office and thought, oh, I haven't got my badge. So what do I do then? Well, I could phone a colleague who was already in the office and they would come down and they would say to the uh, security guy, it's okay. he's all right. He works here. He can come in. That's exactly like us with God and Jesus. When we approach God, if we don't know Jesus, it's like we've lost our badge. We've got God says, um, how, "How can you come near to me?" But we can call on not just a colleague. We can call on Jesus, and He says to the Father, to God the Father, "It's okay. I know this guy. I know this. I know him. I know her." They can come in. They can come near to you. We have access to God. We can draw near to God through Jesus Christ. That's pretty good, isn't it? I think so as well. So Jesus was the priest who not only sacrificed himself for us to break down the barrier with God, but next slide, but he gave us access to God. Because there's in our natural state, there's a gap between us and God. Jesus, through his cross, bridges that gap. Actually, I rather like that picture because if you'll notice, between the cliff edge and the cross, there's a little gap, isn't there? And you, you've got to make that jump sometimes, that jump of faith um, to actually get over there. We all need to exercise faith to draw near to God. God's God's done all he could do. Jesus done all he could do. It's up to us now if we're going to respond to that. So Jesus the priest sacrificed himself for us and has um, made the link between us and him. Next slide. Therefore, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives. To make intercession for them. So Jesus hasn't just made a bridge back between us and God. He's actually there in heaven. He, right now, is making intercession, pleading with the Father for every one of you. So he's kind of standing in heaven. He's going, um, Father, I'd just like to introduce Joe Ward to you. I'd like to tell you something about her. Here's, here's the difference. She's having this tinnitus problem, you know, and I just want you to do something about it. He's interceding. Jill, Jill Rogers. I'd like to introduce her now. Jill, she's a great person. She is just, you know, even though she's Scottish, you know. But but, uh, i just like to say she's a really faithful servant of mine. So I just wanted to introduce you to her. And I'm praying for her that you'll really bless her and give her lots of good things. And he's saying that for every single one of us. And because time and space is no object to God, it's no difficulty for him to bring every, for Jesus to bring every one of his, billion or more followers before God so so Jesus hasn't just opened up the way to God opened up an access opened up an access he's up there in heaven interceding for you and for me right now so also when you pray whether you get down on your knees or whether you stand up it doesn't really matter when you pray he's there praying with you. It's as if he's got his hand on your shoulder. You know, sometimes when you feel a bit off, it's really lovely to have somebody put a reassuring hand on your shoulder, isn't it? And that's, that's what Jesus is doing to us. Whatever we're going through, he puts his hand on our shoulder. He is the priest who enables us to get close to God. Now, next slide. The high priest under the old Jewish covenant, all he went, all he could do was once a year, he could go into that most holy place where there was a like a golden box with, uh, with cherubs on. Once a year, he could do that. But Jesus is in the father's presence 24-7 all the time. He's there. So it's not like. You know, like some places you, well, some places you go and it says, well, this place is only open between, you know, 10 and 2, um, government offices especially, you know. And you think, oh, it's half as 2, I just missed it. Um, it's not like that with God. You know, it's not like, right, okay, on the third Sunday of the month between 10 and 1, you know, you might be able to pray. Or you, God might be willing to listen to you. He's willing 24-7. Whether you're awake, whether you're asleep. The psalmist says I commune with God while I'm on my bed. And I I have some pretty significant spiritual experiences in the middle of the night sometimes when I wake up, you know? It's um God's there, whether we're awake or whether we're asleep, and it's actually not a bad thing to pray before you go to sleep, that God will just take control of your dreams. And that can really help you. If you're troubled by nightmares or difficult dreams, that can really help you. God is there all the time. And there's one other thing about frankincense. Next. It's used for healing. And Jesus is not just the priest who gives us, who sacrificed himself for us, who's opened up access to God. Jesus is the healer as well. When in the first apostles, when they preached about Jesus, they said he went about doing good and healing everybody. It's an essential part of who we are. And just as we come into land, I'm going to invite the power of God to come in healing power. Because Joe shared something about healing, how God has helped to heal her from some of her tinnitus. And I've experienced much healing from God as well. Yesterday, I felt as if there was some kind of, um, you know, when you feel you're really getting something and you're feeling really under the weather. And I thought, I'm not going to give in to this. So I said, always a good thing to do, ask God how to pray. So I said to God, well, how should I pray? So he said, Okay, just just sit still, which is really hard for me. Um, Just sit still. And just invite my presence into your body. And he gave me a, a, a lovely scripture. It says, the body, the Lord, the body is for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. And he said, I'm, I'm for your body. So, and I invited him to come in. And, and the, the, the fever which might have developed... Just didn't develop the. I experienced that healing power of Jesus, and I'm. I'm just going to pray for you now. And if if you if you want some healing, just just hold your hands out. There's nothing magical about that, but it's 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 a a signal that you're receptive. If you want some healing, just hang, hold your hands out. We're just going to ask the Spirit of God. To come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. That you have opened up the way for us to draw near to God. And thank you that you are interceding for us and you're now interceding for those people who desire healing. So come Spirit of God, flow through our bodies. Our bodies are for the Lord and the Lord is for our bodies. We receive your healing. Thank you Lord Jesus that you're nearer than we we think you are often. I pray that this week we would um, take take advantage of the offer, gracious offer that you make to draw near to you, to have access to the Father